The deal is this. <laughs> tell you when I was a kid, the red dropper and turn wealth and all this real. <laughs> tell you when I was a kid, the red dropper and turn wealth and all this real, 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 real. They am pissed. Real, 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 real. They am pissed. Time we finish this, you're all going to be practicing magicians. I am Jeremy Greer, and I am Gary Butterfield, and this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where Gary and I are going through each and every issue of the new X Men. Uh, well, maybe not every issue. Maybe there's a couple that we're going to not that we're going to skip out yeah. on. Um, yeah, we're going through each issue of Grant Morrison's new X Men run. Uh, we are on 122, so uh, we have a, a variety of things have happened. Uh, we've recruited some mm-hmm. new kids to the school. Jean Grey has defended, defended off of attack from the U-Men. John Sublime is dead, presumably his whole U-Men initiative with him. And we have discovered that Cassandra Nova trapped Xavier in her old decaying body because Jean Grey and Emma Frost uh, went into his body to find out. And now it's time for space stuff. Which, which again, like I, you know, I don't usually like psychic plane stuff, but the psychic plane stuff in the last issue is pretty cool. I don't usually like Shi'ar stuff, but I think this is a good Shi'ar story. Like, I, I like the Shi'ar in this. I think it's interesting. Uh, later when they show up to Earth, I like the characterization yes. of the Super Guardians. Like, they're kind, it's kind of funny. Like, it's, it's really surprising, but he makes them funny yeah. in a way that I was not expecting. Like, he's having fun with the concept. It's, um, it's, it's, it, I think that's what it is, is he's having fun with it and it's not over serious bullshit safe space stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and it all happens so fast and it's so incredibly dramatic. Like we don't live in any of this stuff for too long before dramatic changes happen that you're just having a good time during it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this is a pretty, this is Imperial, mm-hmm. uh, is this arc. And I think this is a pretty fun arc of, uh, of this comic. Um, it's not perfect. Uh, the art goes all over the place. Like we're Frank Quitely for a little while. We're Ethan Van Skyver. We're Cordy in the Cordy hole. Uh, this has the worst Wolverine single frame uh, that I think exists. Oh, I don't remember that. I'll be, uh, I'll be interested on. to get back to it. Yeah. Couple issues down the road. Uh, <laughs> but in general, I think this is a pretty fun arc. And I like, I think that like the thing with Grant Morrison is he's not respecting necessarily the, like the rich history of the Shi'ar. He has the notes of what the Shi'ar are and decided to make them seem cool. As opposed to getting, because the Shi'ar are fucking snooze, like Deathbird and all their family politics and stuff. I think the Shi'ar kind of suck. Um, I think they just do, he does a really good job by just like giving them this kind of weird, slightly alien dialogue. These uh, like religious uh, kind of totemic uh, freezes and things that mean something to them. You can just kind of tell that it's important to them without ever actually getting in the weeds about it. Yeah. You know, it's not overly expositional. Um, which I think is really good. The cover is uh, Lalandra, who we've seen before, kind of kneeling down, sitting down with this giant like staff thing, and just looking like a pissed off empress should look like she's she mm-hmm. looks she's always looked pretty cool to me. I've always liked the way that Lalandra looked, uh, if not spoke. 
And then um, yeah. and we're off to the fucking races because uh, like the very first page we left like the X Men wondering what the fuck is happening with uh, Xavier, and now it's this dude Smasher being like, "The wheel is broken, the world is lost." <laughs> like, what the fuck is go- yeah. going on at all? Right? Like, I actually I remember reading this and thinking like, "Oh, I skipped an issue somewhere. Like, I need to go back and figure out." But no, it's just a hard cut to all of this crazy space bullshit. What's cool is that we don't see the setup for this. We yeah. saw uh, Cassandra Nova and Xavier's body get beamed up. And presumably the, the, the seeds for this have been being planted while we were dealing with UMET and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, while we did the last arc and everything, uh, Cassandra Nova has been dismantling an entire space empire uh, quite successfully, as we'll find out through these issues. Yes. You know, she, she basically makes, you know, short work of the Shi'ar. Um. You know, and I love uh, what this is just a real simple thing, just in terms of art appreciation. Um, I love when Frank quietly draws like Superman, like draws beef, beefy dudes. Mm-hmm. I just think they look good. I think he's like really good at proportions. Yeah. For like super strong dudes, which happens a lot with with the Shi'ar. So, yeah, the Shi'ar are, are, are big believers in big beefy dudes. <laughs> Generally, like if you got beef, you get you're now a super guardian. Yes, yeah. they're like they're like Saruman, like right? Like I don't know if you've seen that joke going around, but Sarada is like, hey, make me some like make me an army that the, will, you know, they will put the fear of God into the wizards. And he's like, I'm going to make them real beefy boys. Like I'm going to make some yeah. real <laughs> beefy guys. And he's yeah. like, wait, I'm not saying like, no, don't worry. Don't worry. They're going to be some greasy beefy guys. Don't worry. Yeah. I, I got you, Sauron. Well, yeah. no, no, they'll be, they'll be hatched out of eggs. It's all right. <laughs> It's all good. Like you yeah. want a wet army, right? One wet army. That's what you want. <laughs> God, I wish they played one wet army instead of seven nation army at soccer games. <laughs> one wet army. Hold me back. Excuse me, Jack. Uh, As your sister wife, I'm not going to stand for this. Oh no. How did you get back in here? I, <laughs> I thought I had you banned from the premises. Um. Anyway. Uh, so things are going really bad. They're basically fleeing. Lalandra and her like initial, you know, her her honor guard, yes, are running away from something. We don't know exactly what's happening. They're talking about everything is fucked up. And um, there's a steersman named Umudra who basically steers this gigantic uh, starship. She's telling him to be strong. Um, and there's a character named Smasher, uh, who who they see, and she kind of realizes before everyone else that everything is fucked. Yes, she's like, hey, um, one of our one of our guardians had an idea. Um, he downloads, he can download powers. Uh, he gets Pentavision, which allows him to see around corners, through walls, and into mines, uh, and sees that those super guardians are dead. Yes. Um, um and basically she says, you have to make it to Earth. Um, <laughs> downloading you know, superpowers is, I, it, it's, it's fine and I don't care, but like, it's just the Matrix and it's just so silly. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's a, it's a very Grant Morrison-y thing. Yeah, yeah. To me, I think. Um. um but they're saying, but she basically says like, "Oh, we can't kill Xavier because uh, even though Cassandra Nova is in is Cassandra Nova is in his body, so we can't kill the body, or else we won't be able to save him." And I'm like, Ladra, I know you guys are like tight, and you've probably yeah. like messed around a little, but at this point, yeah. I think the ends would justify the means. Like, kill Cassandra Nova and be done with it. Like, so much, yeah. so many problems would be avoided. They don't do that, and it's supposed to be a happy ending that they don't because the X Men do win in the end. Uh, the Shi'ar are pretty fucked up. They're seriously fucked space. up. <laughs> There's a whole issue where <laughs> they like also a culture. They're going to space to like help the relief effort for the Shi'ar, and I'm like, God damn! <laughs> yeah, if, if, if <laughs> Earth is doing that, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah, is Xavier worth this? You know, uh, and, good question. And the answer is no. <clears throat> yeah, probably not. Uh, even this Xavier, which is like in the world of Xavier's, is pretty good. You know, the mm-hmm. new X Men Xavier is not so bad. 
Um, they cut over to Xavier uh, in the Cassandra Nova thing. I love how this looks. Oh yeah, this like, is just great. surrounded by this like jelly collection of arms, like this just like monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and just the facial the expression work is so good. Uh, Cassandra Nova is having a very good time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the only the only uh, advantage of this would be if she had Xavier here seated, right? Like that because she's doing this all just to fuck with Xavier, just yeah. to get revenge on his attempt to kill her in self defense. Um, she tells the steersman to wreck your uh, to wreck his ship, and and like he's immediately like taken over. Like he can't withstand the power of Xavier's brain. Yep. And basically, you know, it's the most powerful mind in existence and your mind is, you know, defenseless, like wreck the ship uh, and, and breaks their brains. Um, the way that the, the monster looks that surrounds Xavier looks like the end of Inside. Yes. A little bit. To yes. Me, mm-hmm. You know, and that's a, a very evocative image. Uh, but this is real fucked up. Uh, we cut over to just space shit going wrong. Have you seen the uh, uh, the thing that they made for the for the, the l- flashlight uh, or the real doll made the. um. The, the actual yeah, like the, googly thing or whatever like you can yeah. yeah dude that thing looks wild yeah it's pretty weird yeah it's pretty like, fucking it's, weird yeah. imagine walking into like an empty room that's all white with just that in the middle of it yes i can't you know like you like you go on a date <laughs> and it's like hey do you want to come to my house and, and and you're like oh cool man this date's going well and then they open the door and it's an all white room with that just in the middle of it <laughs> like time to run or you know time okay let's you know what i don't go on a lot of tinder dates but this one seems to be going kind of weird i'm into it time time to get harvested (laughs) the the, uh, time for harvest at least you're not asking me to watch sex in the city season six (laughs) (laughs) let's get into this what's the weird flesh thing for do i put it in me or do you put it in you yeah yeah, where where does this go which of us is going to yeah is it worth seeing that in the middle of the floor or seeing a single copy of atlas shrugged oh jesus (laughs) definitely atlas Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> Atlas Shrugged has, like, I'm, I am pretty aware of what's going to be happening after I see Atlas Shrugged. Like, seeing the weird yeah. jelly flesh thing, I'm going to be like, well, I don't know. It's a fun mystery. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be a fun 20 minutes talking about it, though. I could, yeah. The thing that I'm going to think is this is going to do great on abject suffering next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So bad things are happening. Uh, she tells Smasher, you know, the, the steersman has fallen. The Empire is basically fucked. Go warn Earth. Uh, so he he gets resistance traits and a bunch of Shi'ar people get blasted out into orbit, uh, including him. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is uh, we got our title page, the first issue of Imperial. Yes. And uh, um, we go from there to a picture of Earth. And uh, I really like this page because it's kind of slow zoom in on the uh, mansion, which I guess I didn't realize the mansion had four wings in the shape of an X before. Like, I've never paid attention to that. But I don't know if it did. I, that could definitely be a Grant Morrison ex- invention. Uh, just like, you know. I mean, is the kitchen in the middle? <laughs> like my brain, <laughs> my brain That's goes to one toilet is right. Like so, my brain goes into some really weird directions when I see houses sticking out in four different directions. Um, yeah. At the, at the end of each one, there's a different toilet for a different function. Yes. So there's like the vomit toilet and then like a single urinal and then the shit box and then like one sink for brushing your teeth. Mm-hmm. And you have to do all four rounds. Yes. Every morning. It's like a house designed in the Sims to drive your Sims insane. <laughs> <laughs> just take out <laughs> Xavier taking out the bathtub as soon as you walk into the room and then locking the door yeah. behind you. Like, figure it out. <laughs> Damn it, Proteus. Um, <laughs> what is danger room off in Simish? What do you, how do you yeah. say that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, we say that, but like the Sims X-Men edition has a lot of potential. Like imagine. Oh, totally. I, I, yeah. I don't, I've never actually played the Sims before. I just hear stories about it, which is like my preferred method of, of playing the Sims. And, I just think that that would be pretty fun to have superpowers. Oh yeah. That would be super fun. <clears throat> uh, 
um, we cut over to Emma Frost giving a speech uh, to the students um, and basically saying like, you know, it, it's an assembly. Uh, you know, this is, you know, saying like, we've, uh, we've changed. We're no longer gonna have timetables. We're going to go for like something more loose, basically turning it into, you know, one of those fancy schools, like basically turning it into evergreen. Yeah. Uh, up into, uh, Olympia, Washington. Wolverine gave me, a, gave me an alligator in self-defense yesterday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, Hank McCoy is back. Uh, and anyone who's complaining about injuries sustained during phys ed, uh, will be wasting their breath. And Wolverine is just grumpy in the background with his arms crossed. Uh, great little detail. Yeah. <laughs> like cranking out. I love this line, uh, at the bottom where Emma Frost says the ro- whole world is watching us now. We must be nothing less than fabulous. And I, like, I'm not going to try to do a British accent, but that, and like an extremely posh British accent would probably sound pretty, pretty dope. Oh, totally. Well, and there's a very similar line, uh, the same place in the frame on the next page, Jean Grey does a similar line. Mm-hmm. Like they are aligned at this point. Um, you know, it's one of those things where the silent issue, like them kind of saying the same thing and making the same mission statement here feels like it should be important to them kind of coming together. You know, mm-hmm. weird way. It's like there's a parallel here, but it doesn't. I don't think it quite fires, and they still have a rivalry. Um, as we're going to get more into the infidelity stuff with them, which is great. Yes. Um, um so here's that panel I was talking about, where it looks like you know Scott comes in the room. It looks like Jean Grey's sitting at a desk, but she's just floating with stuff around her. Yeah. Next to the desk, which is just showing off. There's a desk right there. Uh, yeah, is, it is. Know. It is just like maybe it's more comfortable. Like I don't know. Like if you have to hold yourself up. Um, like is can you just make it as soft on your ass as possible like can you just never sit into an uncomfortable chair again you know what i'm saying like maybe it's just better than professor xavier's you know horrible chair so yeah it's like his shitty his shitty gamer chair exactly you know? the, uh, <laughs> like a sensory deprivation tank you know um so scott's basically coming in to like you know like should we be worried about this like you know and and she's oblivious like why would you be worried about me? It's like, well, it's not the telekinesis. Like Logan said that you manifested a Phoenix Raptor. And when you get out of control of your, your thoughts and emotions, bad things happen. And she's basically like, yeah, but I'm not, I'm totally in control. This is different. You know, and there's a line again, very similar. Like Charles is right. We can't afford to be ashamed anymore. We can't strap down our wings or hide our strange eyes and our brilliant minds. Love that. Very cool. Yeah. Super good. Um, and Scott's argument is like, Hey, you're, I, I realized that, but you know, you, <laughs> you are, i have no illusions of this but you are kind of scared me and also it's the fucking phoenix yeah and remember also, yeah and also they're yeah. not like us like we are fundamentally different so yeah uh, you know and and you know he's he's basically saying like you want to discount me because i'm scott you know i'm I'm being in a stick in the mud and you want to discount what i'm saying but this is not me being a stick in the mud i have a point listen to me mm-hmm uh, and she basically just, you know, brushes them off. Like, it's not going to be like that. There's a whole new way of thinking. You know, we can't uh, hide anything anymore. And we can't worry if our glowing eyes frighten the Republicans. Like, it's not a thing that we, this is a new world. Yeah. Um, and as arguments often do, they start revealing like arguments, unspoken arguments underneath the, the things yeah, that, are, that they're not saying. And she, she responds to one of these is like, if you could only see past your fears for just five minutes, maybe you could understand what I'm talking about. And he's like, yo, hold, hold on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. She's being unfair here. Like mm-hmm. she's like, you'd realize professor X is dying. And it's like, that's not fair. Of course, out of everyone in the world, Scott Summers cares if professor X is dying, mm-hmm. you know, but they're, they're just having a couple fight, you know, it happens. Um, and we, we cut over to, uh, Hank McCoy outside of, uh, Xavier's, you know, healing eye healing, he lives in now healing egg dome situation, yeah, the, the, the health dome, uh, 
and uh, and kind of talking, you know, he feels better now. Um, he's talking about his recovery and basically doing an exposition dump. Yes. Uh, here for a while. And you know? it talks about what actually happened to him, to the X-Men for the first time, because they weren't fully caught yep. up on that. Um, yep. Uh, which is basically that when, you know, Cassandra Nova was distracted uh, when he first came in, Charles Xavier, like, you know, when he was there, he drove him into the thing to find his body and tell him, you know, Xavier reached out. Um, and everyone again is, is just kind of expositioning wise. Like it's, it's good exposition, uh, here. It doesn't feel clunky. Yeah. You know, um, they basically explain what has happened since the beginning of the run. Um, Cassandra Nova, uh, you know what she is, uh, here, you know, exactly. Like she is not a, a person. She is a strange kind of life form. Like, you know, she pretends to be intelligent and conniving, but she's just mimicking human traits. Like she is not even a person really mm-hmm. um they talk about uh how she you know trapped xavier in her body um how they're kind of sisters um you know how she should be dead she had to like take spare cells and kind of create herself and make a body you know she is she's this very alien thing she kind of talked about she was the next wave of human evolution and again you know we talked about this at the beginning of the show it's kind of fake like she's just this sadistic like she is a single issue voter Yes. You know, mm-hmm. uh, she's sadistic. She hates Charles Xavier. He, you know, Jean Grey talks about to her, like the only thing that really exists in the world are her and Charles. Exactly. Yeah. So no matter all of this side stuff is just side stuff. Like her main goal is to hurt Charles and uh, very specifically like hide him in her like decaying body, which is like, which mm-hmm. we saw very early on her give herself all kinds of weird memory diseases, like literally yep. destroying his body from the, her body from the inside out to hurt him. Yep. Uh, and you know, and, and he, he beast points it out, you know, specifically like, yeah, you know, so far, like just so far I've noticed, um, you know, this, uh, Alzheimer's and, uh, Crooksfield Jacob disease, you know, which is Lou Gehrig's disease, I believe. Um, you know, he has about a week to live and four days before that he'll be a vegetable, you know? And they're basically saying like, she had this all planned from the start. Um, you know, we, she's softening us up for for another attack. Kind of, yeah, the x-men are not idiots and i love i love emma's reaction to all of this which is just this is outrageous <laughs> yeah, well, I like i picture like me buying this issue as it was coming out and reading all of this and going like this is absolutely outrageous i agree emma frost yeah what is up with all this nonsense space empires ridiculous ridiculous um we cut over you know they're talking about how uh xavier talked to gene gray and said invite the press like he's going to make, he wants her to make a statement. It's kind of his final thing. He thinks he might die, you know, so he's trying to get it all out. Um, we'll get into that soon. Uh, we cut over where Scott has taken the X X wing, um, to go grab Zorn. Yes. Because so it's a whole page. It's just kind of like a very beautifully shot, a uh, little page of him going and grabbing Zorn because Zorn is a healer. Yep. Um, I love, again, everyone contributing in this, you know, Logan, you know, Wolverine is not like a kill bot. There's a part where he's like, Jeannie, you know, Nova knows this is to hurt us. You know, as well as me, she's going to be here when he dies, right? Like, he understands people. He's not a scientist or anything like everyone, but he's still contributing. Um, And and she's just like, yeah, I know. Like, we're going to get invaded from space. This sucks. Uh, we just have to be ready. We don't know when it's going to happen. Um, <laughs> this, I mean, we're going to invade from space. This sucks. <laughs> this, yeah, this, exactly. The story of Jeremy reading every X-Men space issue before this. <laughs> Well, it's never an invasion. Invasion's guess, way cooler I than guess, the X-Men just going and like hanging out in hallways. Yeah, you're true. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're right. <laughs> it's like, 
basically like my, most of my memories of the Phoenix saga are them like talking in hallways. True. I know they do more than that, but there is a lot of that. Uh, we also get this moment between Gene and Hank when Hank kind of lashes out and is like, no, I don't, I don't really want to eat with you guys. I want to work on this problem. And I, cause, and I need you guys to get the fuck away. Cause I can't hear myself think. And when she asks him about it, he's like, he kind of opens up a little bit and is like, yeah, he, she devolved me into a, into a worm. She said I was devolving into a worm. Like she kind of fucked with my head enough to, uh, yep. you know, it, it really, it, it made him scared of her. Like, and even yep. though Gene tries to reassure him, like, Oh no, you, you look magnificent. This is an, the way you look is an improvement. He just, he can't quite believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, the, I love the, the sense of humor in this. Like he's like, I used to be able to play the guitar and she's like, well now you, you, you can learn to play the drums. Like, you know, these are friends who make jokes to each other. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work, but like, you know, I can see somebody saying that to cheer somebody up. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, and basically she just says, hey, we're all scared of her, but she has no concept of cooperation. That's how we're going to beat her. You know, like we we are friends and she is the only thing in the world that's like that. And that's a huge weakness. It's not a strength like she sees it as. as. We didn't uh, we didn't comment on this, but most of the time when you see Jean Grey, like she's got the full like hair flowing everywhere in every direction kind of thing. and um. Quietly's drawn her like with her hair pulled down into two ponytails on each side of her uh, face. And it's just a really mm-hmm. like a very serious and like school teacher kind of look while still being very, very cool. And I just kind of appreciate mm-hmm. like she's not like wild, redheaded, you know, dream woman constantly. Like- so. Yeah, it, she didn't spend a half hour in the bathroom yeah. today. Yeah. She probably hasn't showered in a day or two because things have been busy. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, you know, that's OK. Everyone just has put on some uh, some patchouli. And some axe to avoid showering. <laughs> um, Who's who? You know, Patchouli is Hank. Uh, axe is Wolverine. Are you thinking right there? Yeah, probably. Wolverine probably wears. Wolverine probably wears nothing. Yeah, well, yeah. You know? Wolverine. You, like, Wolverine can, Scott, can can definitely smell himself though, right? Like that's a, that's a mutant yeah, ability. Yeah. Scott Scott wears Arm and Hammer unscented. You know <laughs> <laughs> the. Uh, and Jean Grey, Jean Grey uses one of those weird, like, powdery girl deodorants that I don't understand. Sure, yeah. I don't understand yeah. how it stays. I don't understand how it works. I don't know. I don't nope. want to know anything about it. It's a very Sometimes it's a ball. Sometimes it's a powder. I don't, I don't know. It's a very gendered thing, and it makes me have weird feelings about my mom every time I look at it. Does <laughs> <laughs> it smell like moms? I'm in a Kmart with moms. Um, um, Cyclops has landed in China, where Zorn is, uh, and the the local Buddhist monk says like, Oh, I saw this bird die, but then it was healed by his hands. And, um, you know, Zorn says like, Hey Scott, it's good to see you again. And he's like, Hey, I'm not here with good news. We, we need your actual help. We need you to come with us. Um, so just one little page of getting Zorn into the picture. Uh, the issue ends with a smasher crashing into a field, uh, giving this monologue about, you know, being an emissary of the Shi'ar warning earth, you know, uh, the, the Cassandra Nova is coming, uh, but he landed and just happened to land in a field and he's surrounded by cows, uh, who respond with moo bummer for uh, bummer for him. That sucks. Bummer for earth. It's also one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'm going to go to earth. Yeah. You know, it's like when people talk about like, Oh, I don't know. Like I, you know, I've been to Africa. That's like, a fucking continent, dude. There, <laughs> there's a lot going on there. I'm like I love African culture. Yeah. Which one? Like it's a continent. Yes. You know? So same basic thing, but with space. 
And that's it for issue 122. So uh, thank you, mm-hmm. everybody, for listening. If you want to support the show, DuckFeed, nope, patreon.com slash TV is the place to do it. A couple of bucks a month goes a long way to supporting uh, us doing these shows. Gary and Cole literally living and paying their bills, putting food on their table, and um, also just supporting the network in general. Uh, thank mm-hmm. you, everybody, for doing so. Thank you for all of the recent uh, reviews on iTunes. If you have some time and want to update or leave us a new review, please do so. Uh, we appreciate all of them. It's very, very nice. And, um, yeah. Yeah. We'll be back in a couple of days with more new X-Men. See you, everybody. See you.